You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Red Librarian, Ryan Livergood. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Will Greenwood coming to us from the Pillow Palace, Minneapolis, Minnesota. But Will, I don't see very many pillows. How are you this evening? let's cock-a-doodle-doo this thing. (laughs) Rad, there are an equal amount of pillows as there are every week. I have changed the computer setup uh, because I assume all the listeners are very interested in my computer setup, but my my wife is not working from home, so this is her office. So I have, let's see here, I have 10 books, seven pillows, uh, a microphone, a headset, you know, I got everything going on in this office now. And then I have to clear all this up so that she can pop up in the morning, you know, at 8 a.m. and come back on, you know, and go live with your day trading. <laughs> She's not really day trading, but, you know, you don't want to mess up. It makes for a better podcast if we say she is. Yeah. So it's um, Day Trader Central by day and Fantasy Joe's Studio North by night. Yeah. Well, basically, let's just use day trading because her job, if I talk about it too much... I'll be taken out. All right. Well, let's let's avoid that. And let's talk about some guys that we want to take out or or lower our, our draft boards. Because, well, you put something interesting to lead off the show in the show sheet. It is risers and fallers in the rookie process. And we're getting more data coming out. We got a little bit of pro day information we're going to talk about. So what 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 say you, man? Do you want to jump into risers and fallers to start the show? Well, I had changed the the first topic to Dan Schneider sucks and represents the worst of the NFL. We should we should start off on that negative of a topic, but I will end. I maybe can end it there. I, I just I, I think every part of what's going on in that organization, they've hired uh, a good coaching staff. It seems like there's a lot of good people there now, but their owner is just he represents the app. He like what is exactly wrong with what the NFL is. But back to the rookie class, Ryan risers. Rashad Bateman. So as an Iowa fan, maybe I've been hesitant to like be all in on Rashad Bateman this entire like off season. I've gotten his production. I've seen him play. Like I, I've read so many articles, you know, so many metrics. We, we heard about that four, three, nine, 40 at Exos, which shockingly a privately run organization for workout metrics posts, great workout metrics for their, for their clients. <laughs> uh, I, I just think overall, I think Rashad Bateman is an absolute stud and I'm taking him over uh, uh, Rondo Moore, Terrace Marshall. I'm struggling moving him ahead of the two Alabama guys. And we can talk about this a bit later after our conversations with, with, you know, Paul Pertichese, but uh, I don't necessarily mind if somebody else has him above, you know, like it's like this, we're kind of, this is a, uh, like, like amoeba zone, you know, of like take who you want at this point in time. And if I were, pa- were more passionate about like Bateman, if I was at the one Oh, you know, like seven in a single quarterback and I want to move up to the, to, you know, to the one Oh five to grab, to grab Bateman over those two guys. If I thought one of the people in front of me were going to take him, I'd be for it. Like you can pay minor prizes at this point in time because this wide receiver class is getting very muddled. Yeah, and I don't anyway. think you're gonna have to do that in too many leagues because I think he's probably there at the 107 for you in a one QB league. I mean, probably. We'll see what happens. Well, his pro day is April first. 
no fooling. Uh, so, so we'll have some more data then and we'll see where he goes in the draft. But I, I like this guy as a riser will, because I, I think that we forget how, you know, solid he, he was. And, and I, I think he's just a really good all around wide receiver. There's no necessarily, um, you know, major weaknesses in his game that, that I've heard anyone talk about. Um, you know, maybe he's, well, well, we think he, maybe he's faster than maybe we previously, you know, um, heard about. So I don't know. I like, I like it. I, I think Bateman is interesting. And as we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes, uh, some of these wide receivers, there, there are some holes in their profile and maybe they're less appealing than, than Bateman. So I like yeah, this call. And, and here's one of the big, the, the big things that I'm going to deal with in rookie drafts this year is uh, in one quarterback leagues, do you take three running backs with 40 wide receivers? Has Javonta Williams bumped up into that, that kind of like third chair because you want that one. He's, he's super young. He's, he's just going to turn 21. Like he's uh, he's been very productive. A lot of film guys really love him. Is he jumping ahead of these wide receivers just based on that? Like running back, like thirst almost. And, and if, if that's going to like peel off and, and how it's all going to work out. And I, I honestly think like Javante Williams, by the time like the draft happens, if he's moved above the other two because he's coming out as a true junior versus a senior and is younger, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, I, I you know, for, for me, I mean, I mean, with all these discussions, so much of it does depend on on draft capital, because if for whatever reason, a guy like Rashad Bateman, what if he slips to like the fourth round or something, which, which I don't think is going to happen, but if that happens and all of a sudden NFL knows something that we don't, and we yeah. probably want to steer clear. And I think the running back situation is a lot like that this year. Well, I, I'm very curious to see where these running backs land. And I almost care more about that than where some of the wide receivers land, honestly, because, because Javante Williams is, is interesting to me, but I don't know that there's that consensus. I, honestly, I, the, I've heard different people talk about the running back class and, there's some names all over the board, you know, with, with the running backs. And so I, I don't know what to think with, with the running back class. I think generally speaking, it's probably, you know, top heavy and, and generally weak, but I don't know. I, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, the, one that we're going to be faced with is when, you know, when do you stop looking at the running backs and hammer these wide receivers? Cause that's the strength of the class, right? That, that'll be the shocking part. Like if all these wide receivers that we, we love go in the first two rounds, you're kind of like you take your pick, right? Like probably Jamar Chase will go first overall on the wide receiver side, uh, but if the running backs, if if no running back, it, it, like if if a running back slips from the second to third round, I think now that's going to matter to me more this coming into this year versus that second round wide receiver, wide receiver in this class. Yeah, yeah, it, it for for sure. Um, one, well, we, we haven't even touched on another, what I think is the strength of this class. And this is my riser. I put the quarterbacks, I put, and when I say all of them, I actually probably mean the top five quarterbacks. And and I even mean Mac Jones, even though I'm not super high on him because you, you keep hearing the buzz and maybe, maybe this is just the, the, you know, NFL media that's got this in my head, but I've been hearing more people talk about, is this the year where we have four quarterbacks go with the top four picks of the draft? Could it happen? And, and I think one of the things we're seeing is this thirst for, um, you know, solidify the quarterback position on these teams. And I think uh, so many teams realize the value of having a quarterback on a, on a rookie deal. And, you know, these, these guys are all intriguing. These top four guys are all super intriguing. And you, you hear more talk about, 
Carolina moving up maybe to grab Trey Lance do, do the Pats make a move? You know, they're, they're at 15 and a guy like Mac Jones really seems like he's going to go to the first round His pro day. He was solid. You know, he, he is not elusive. He's not mobile, but you know, he, he's apparently he's the best X's and O's guys quarterback in the draft in terms of, you know, what you want. He makes quick decisions. He gets the ball out quickly. So, so I think he's going to appeal to a lot of NFL teams. And if he goes to new England at 15, that's, that's, an, uh, you know, if, if that something like that happens, that's intriguing. So I think these quarterbacks, even though I was high on them before I continue to rise on them because I just think that uh, there's some intriguing landing spots and, and some opportunities for these guys. So a guy like Trey Lance in Carolina and that offense, that's exciting. If, if uh, Denver were to get a guy like Justin Fields, if he slips to Denver, they trade up to get him. That's exciting with all the weapons they have. So I think teams that get these rookie quarterbacks are going to have some interesting situations for them. So, I'm really yeah. I, I think I think Fields, if he ends in a good, uh, you know, auxiliary pieces spot, I think Fields could be the biggest riser. I think right now, but in general, around I feel like the 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 like one, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields are potentially the top two picks in a super flex league, right? You know, maybe maybe not. I could see a certain like I mean, team drafting running backs ahead of them. Be, yeah. It's hard because we have older. This is a weird year because of older running backs coming out. One of the most awkward college football seasons ever, if, if not the most awkward in in like when dynasty fantasy football is unpopular. But I would be very very excited about uh, uh, Justin Fields. I do have questions still about Trey Lance, Ryan. I think he might be the biggest faller in the the, the NFL draft. Like if Mac Jones got drafted before Trey Lance, I wouldn't be that surprised. Mac Jones has absolute elite production at an elite program has nine and three quarter inch hands versus Trey Lance, who has one year with some traits and nine one eighth inch hands. If, if like a team moves ahead and grabs Mac Jones before Trey Lance, I actually won't be that surprised. And I think that might be a smart move by an NFL team because you're, you're drafting like based on baseline, like, like, like uh, Mac Jones, his, 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 like, let's just say medium outcome seems like Andy Dalton. Like if he's, if he just hits baseline, you know, bell curve of production that like slam middle of the bell curve that he's going to be Andy Dalton, but his upside could be higher. And that's one of the safest things in the NFL and on a rookie quarterback contract. If Andy Dalton was in a better organization than the Cincinnati Bengals, I think they could have been a lot, lot better. Yeah. I, I mean, that's possible. And and I, I think we might be sleeping on his, the upside of Mac Jones. Cause, cause I, I mean, I, I know it, he would be a bit of an outlier and not necessarily something we want for fantasy. And I'm not saying you should draft Mac Jones ahead of those other four quarterbacks in your rookie drafts. But if he lands in a good spot and he's a first-round QB, I, I think there's going to be value there. And a lot of people will slip, have him slip down because they just don't believe in him because he's not mobile and, and all that stuff. So He's not I, mobile, though. It's, that's just like such BS to me, too, though. He's fine. He's not Peyton Manning. No, no, meaning he's not 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 going to have six rushing touchdowns a a season or something like that. I think that's what we mean by mobile. I mean, he's not going to give any fantasy points with his legs. He could bank four. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, Anyway, I I don't know. It's going to be fun to see what happens with the quarterbacks, and they're going to kind of be the story of the draft. And, you know, if you're a team like the Miami Dolphins, you know, at, at number three, you know, it, it seems like a lot of mocks have them trading out of that pick because they'll be able to probably trade back, get the wide receiver that they want, and then some. Can, so, can I give you my my take for that though? Sure. They're they're, they're taking Panay Sewell. You like, think that so? Is, huh? That is this. That'll be the smartest pick in the draft. 
they moved Laramie Tunsil for that pick. Uh, this is a better prospect coming out in Sewell. And what's the best? Like, they seem to make very smart moves. Like, even signing Will Fuller on a cheaper one-year deal uh, and having him there to, like, figure out what they have at quarterback. I think Sewell is clearly the best pick for them at that point in time. And if they move out of there and somebody else grabs Sewell and he becomes, like, I mean, he, of course, has to blossom still into a star. But I think with their draft capital that they have, he is the best possible choice. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think you think you're right. It's probably the because because it's, it's, it's hard to argue against offensive linemen, though. You know, you'd be like, no, no. but you're right. But he's clearly the best off- offensive lineman in this draft, at least we think, and it would it would help their team. And they've got plenty of picks where they're going to be able to get um, get a wide receiver at some point in the draft, and a really good one. You know, even if it's not until the third round, right? So I think you're right. It's 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 everyone's kind of written that oh, they're gonna jamarcus or, or jalen waddle or something but you're it's, right it's, i mean yeah it's not that you're to reach up for that i feel like yeah no i i, I agree and, and i wonder if we won't see some of these wide receivers i mean i think guys like waddle and chase will be drafted in the first round but do they slide a little bit because other teams think well you know i i, I need i've got bigger needs than these wide receivers so oh, i think I want, we, right i want so much waddle he just isn't like moving up my rookie draft board just because i want him more because i'm trying to keep logic in place well, we, we'll talk. We'll talk about Waddle in a second, um, because I, I, I'll kind of tie that into my conversation with Fallers. But what, what about you? You need to go with my Faller first, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, my Faller, and maybe this is too obvious, um, but but maybe not. And and I'll tell you why he's a Faller um, when I talk about Devonta Smith, Heisman winner Devonta Smith, because I, I think Will he was he rose on my head and on my um, you know, draft board because of th- just the buzz he's generating, how good a prospect he is. Um, you know, when Paul was on the show, Paul Perdikizi really talked him up how talented Devonta Smith is. And he is talented, but the thing is, he's only 170 pounds. He, he you know, admitted that during those interviews going into his pro day, the Alabama pro day happened this past week. And, um, you know, we knew he was not going to be a, a, a heavy gentleman, but, you know, I was hoping 175, 180, but, but 170. And if you look at the past 10 years, guys drafted in the first round that have, have, you know, been in that weight, in that range, you have Tavon Austin, 174 pounds, Marquise Brown, 166. And I guess the jury saw it on Marquise Brown, but um, there, you, there's just not, I, well, I, there's just so much talent and so many other intriguing wide receivers like Jalen Waddle, like chase that if I have in a one QB league, a, a top five pick, I don't know that I want to invest in Smith because I'm betting on an outlier. And I know that he probably breaks the mold. I know people are saying he's a little bit, got a little bit of Marvin Harrison to his game, tougher and more competitive than most 220 pound, 225 pound receivers as, um, uh, Dane Brugler, for example, but, but still it, it just, I don't know. It, it, he just makes me nervous. So not that I wouldn't take him, but I, I just think I'm going to take some guys ahead of him that I wouldn't have taken before. Well, yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me who you're taking, who you're moving up on the wide receiver, just like board ahead of him. So, so bottle Bateman, what, what's the wide receivers? Is I'm, he falling, I'm, I'm, is he falling below the, like or like how many running backs are you taking before him? Are you taking Kyle Pitts before him? What's the what's the game plan here? Good question. Let's, just, let's go one QB. 
Because when oh, one QB. QB. Well, I only play Superflex, so. All right, let's go two QB. So where does he fit in that quarterback discussion too? So just run through the run through the gamut. Okay. So I, I and no, 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 we're not necessarily talking about order exactly, right? Just you just want who goes who goes ahead of them. So let just me, let who me get you a, want ahead of let, them. Let me get a pen and paper. So I'm going to take Lawrence, and not, not not necessarily in this order. Lawrence Fields, Lance, your 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 guy. Oh, you love Trey Lance. Oh, far, and far from um, I think I'll take Zach Wilson ahead of him, honestly. So there's four. Keys. Not Mac Jones. What if Mac Jones goes top eight? Yeah, I'm not gonna take Mac Jones. Still. He's got, he's got nine. <laughs> Why your hand size is? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like Mac Jones, but like, if he goes clearly in top not eight, still, yeah, clearly. Okay, not okay, 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 okay. Okay, so the four QBs. Okay, running backs, at least two running backs out of them. So you're not moving Javante Williams in front of him. I would. I'm okay with that. I'm not sure yet. Two to three running backs. I do think if Javante Williams goes in the second round of the NFL draft, he's bumped ahead of almost all the wide receivers, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay, fine. You talked me into it. Three running backs, fine. This is where um, we get two, interesting. Two, probably just two wide receivers. Um, because for me, Smith was like kind of in the running there. Like, you know, like he could be the first wide receiver off the board. But now the more I just look at it and, and just the the – his size. And honestly, there are oh, some wide receivers. So, that could... That's so like, but his size is like, he's got big hands. He's got game, right? I just, I want to know take, what rice here, but I don't, I'm not. And tired. I'll take, I'll take pits. I'll take pits out of them too. So my count, I've got 10 guys right now ahead of him. Yeah. I just, I, I'm surprised Kyle Pitts wasn't in conversations for the Heisman this year. It's weird. Are you, are you seriously think it's weird? No, I'm just saying, like, you're moving pits ahead of Devonta Smith. It's fine. Yeah, but okay. I, I just, here's the thing. Dude, what was uh, Charles, which was Charles Woodson undersized coming in? Okay, NFL? so what about, yeah. what about you? Where do you, where do you have, yes, Smith then? Uh, so <laughs> I, I will take, uh, I would go, so Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I really struggle, Ryan, with Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. So I'm going to just go this way. I'm going to go Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. Uh, Javonta Williams, just those three running backs. I'll go Jamar Chase. And then, honestly, I think I'm going to go Rashad Bateman, depending on, like, it sucks because Lady Spot is such a such a cop out at wide receiver. Uh, but then Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. You're taking Smith out of Waddle, really? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think Devonta Smith is – he is going to be – he has more of this, like, star potential – than these other guys do like I I think this this weight stuff Ryan and this is actually like like absolute bull bleep like I don't care he just said what he's weight he just told these people what he weighed it's just all this like conjecture like all you need to know is that he is so good and he came back for that senior year. and I get like the the college football like landscape was was pretty wild but he's the kind of guy I'm willing to gamble on based on this other stuff like. Why, why would I take, why would I move these other guys above him? I, I just don't have like a great case for it. Well, I mean, I think with Waddle the in particular. Is wait, and like, to, to, I mean, okay. come to the NFL and he, now he'll just work out as, a, as, a, as his job or he'll get some, <coughs> as Chris Harris would say, uh, great, little, great little, personal little trainers. T- and get a little bigger. The labs. only thing that would worry me is that based on him gaining a little bit of weight is he'd get injured. But his his talent, like he is such a good wide receiver. 
I'll take that. I'll just take that versus everything else. All right. I think he can, I think he can at least become a wide receiver two for 10 years. Okay. Well, if I, if I want to draft him though, I want him to be a wide receiver one. I want a wide receiver two. Those guys are a dime a dozen. Come on. All kinds of wide receiver twos. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> where I think these other guys have, like Jalen Waddle, for example, was number, was number one on the depth chart before he got hurt. Okay. So Jalen Waddle was a better wide receiver at Alabama until he got hurt. And then, was he, was he really though? Was yeah, he, he was. He was uh, ahead of him on the depth chart. He was their number one guy. I mean, like, so, yeah, yeah let, let's project things that didn't happen. That's great. All right, fine. You you can take Smith. I mean, Chuber Hubbard was a first round pick until he went back. <laughs> I take Chuba uh, Hubbard. I got added into my list. I, mean, I, take I mean, no, I don't hate Smith. I, and he's he's probably going to be a your best quarterback in this whole class until he didn't play and then play poorly. And I'll be I'll be the first to say like I probably won't get a lot of Smith because Justin I, Fields was behind. What's no, his name? No Who's one's gonna. Now? No one's gonna have him as as because because <laughs> most people aren't gonna are gonna be square of the weight thing. They're gonna see Heisman winner. Look at his numbers. They're going to take him. Yeah, so he's he probably going to go higher than where I'm willing to take him. But I think if he falls, I'm going to be scrambling, scrambling to move up to that pick. Uh, Justin Fields had to switch schools because of uh, what's his face? It was a fifth round draft pick for the Bills. And it would have been a terrible person. Like, uh, yeah, but remember, I mean, listen, we're talking about the pro game. We're projecting at the pro level. I don't care how good you were in college. There's some, you know, quarterbacks that you have just said though that 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 Waddle was above them in the depth chart. I thought you didn't care about how good they were in college. I, I care about how good they are on their team's depth chart. Sure, absolutely, I do. At a, you know, pro producing school like Alabama. So anyway, that, that was fun. A fun conversation because we, we agree often. So that when, that when we disagree, it's good. But obviously, as you illustrated, it's not like I've got him, you know, slipping into the second round of rookie drafts or anything. anything but I think, like I think super flex drafts this year are going to be so much fun and you're going to get great values and you're going to overpay. <laughs> it's the thing is, well, it's just such, it's so hard to, to like, this is one of the, the least predictable years. I feel like, like last year we had those five running backs and we got these treats of, uh, Oh, why am I forgetting Washington football teams running back. And then, uh, Gibson? Jet, like, yeah, Gibson. And then, uh, what, why am I, why's my brain blank? So Jaguars running back. Oh, oh. Robinson. So yeah. we had seven, we had seven great running backs come out last year, along with Justin Jefferson being the wide receiver, potentially one overall in dynasty this year's uh, rookie drafts is going to be such a mess. Yeah. No, maybe. Um, what, what do you mean by mess? Like it's going to be, Oh, in terms of like predicting where guys will go because Smith, well, we don't go. have that. Like all those guys came out early, you know, you had, you had running backs, all these juniors were coming out this year. We have two seniors coming out one junior in Javante Williams. We don't know draft capital. Like Chuba Hubbard went back to his demise. We have a wide receiver. That's too tiny. Like weight wise. We have Jalen Waddle who got hurt. So he's missing that production. Rashad Bateman kind of, kind of fits all these metrics. Uh, Jamar Chase, who sat out a year, which we just have never seen this before, and what the result yeah. that, well, that's going to be. Jamar Chase could be one of the best wide receivers of all time. And we just don't know because, again, like you don't see that last year production because of this COVID year. And yeah. honestly, more power to these college athletes sitting out. Like, why put your body on the line for nothing? Like, yeah. He's still going to go top 10 probably in the NFL draft. So, like, good for him. But this whole, like, like, uh, like Terrace Marshall, 
I just like Ch- Tyler Wall. I'm on Ross St. Brown's still one of my favorite wide receivers. Yeah. You got all those uh, Iowa wide receivers, which everybody has to love, even though their athleticism is testy. Uh, but anyway, Ryan, to, to pivot from your, your Devonta Smith faller is Rondo Moore has to be a faller overall, right? At 5'7", I just don't, I can't, I can't see him being anything more than a juiced up Jakeem Grant. And I love Rondell Moore, but I just, I don't know. I don't what are, what are we supposed to do here? He's, he's too small. Yeah. I mean, obviously if, if I'm knocking uh, Devonta Smith for his weight, I got to knock Rondell Moore for his, his height and weight because he's five, seven. He was listed at five, nine. Um, he's also listed at a one eighty on Purdue's website. Um, so he's probably not one eighty if he's not, five nine so i don't know how much he weighs um i just fear that with more even though he is an, an incredible athlete because if you look at the positives he was i don't have it right in front of me but he was very very fast and he had a um, yeah it's a four two eight forty at the pro day and a 42 and a half inch vert there it is so that's that's nice so he's he's for his size he's the hell of an athlete and he'll he'll be an interesting chess piece for an NFL team, but I, I just don't think he's going to be a reliable fantasy contributor, um, and probably just a guy to avoid. As as much fun as as he is, only this is I found this well. I love this. Only one NFL receiver of note in the last ten years has been listed at less than five nine. That was Cole Beasley. Everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Talk about ninety nine stings. <laughs> That's right uh anyway well so we'll talk about my gold chain because i ain't got none i put it into my kids college fund it's something like that listen to 99 things about cold beasley it's pretty good fiscal responsibility is one of his main points (laughs) you gotta appreciate that um so so anyway yeah i once again i don't like to bet on outliers and um you know i just think that there'll be people that like more ahead of me in my rookie drafts probably you too right yeah, so. and, right. I want to just like quick, quick, quick flip flop back to Devonta Smith. So Dane Brugler, it's his third best wide receiver in the class. Uh, I think even with his weight thing, like with the weight like issues, the fact that somebody still has him as the third best wide receiver in this class with a Jamar Chase, I'd be curious to see who his second was. But uh, I think it's Waddle. I, I, okay, I think that's that, that's okay. I think. But I think he just he does everything very very well, and he didn't get beat up in college. He didn't have issues with his weight in college. It wasn't a big problem. And I get that that whole offense in this season, everything like that. But I just I th- I think he's gonna be great. I just I don't know. Yeah, and he could be. I mean, that's the thing. But you know, if you if you look at history, if you use history as a guide. You just know that you're betting on that liar and that may pay off for you. There are guys that are, have been outliers that, that paid off. You know, if like, if you look at um, a guy like Alvin Kamara, you know, you look at his college production and it wasn't amazing, but obviously he's turned out to be a heck of an athlete and a heck of an NFL player. So, um, and maybe that's not the best example, but yeah, there are always guys that, you know, that, you know, shine when they're not necessarily supposed to. Um, but, and, and he's not that kind of outlier though, because a lot of people are, you know, he's, he's going to get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. So it, it's not like it, he's a major outlier if he turns out to be a stud or anything like that. I just think for me, I still just think he's a major outlier, guys. right? I mean, I, I guess, I guess, yeah, I mean, major outlier. Yeah. Cause you're talking about, yeah. What, what did I say? Two guys in the past 10 years were on his weight. But they're not even around it. They're significantly heavier. 
Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, if you look at percentages, at least like 5% heavier. Well, no, Marquise Brown was 166. So, you know. Yeah, but he was coming off an injury. And now I guess he weighs like 185. Quote. Oh, oh, does he? Is he up to 185? Well, with his pads on. <laughs> There's some heavy pads. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's, got little, he's got like a five pound, you know, like uh, not dumbbell, but like a five pound circle weight sitting right there. All right. What any do we want to any yeah, yeah, other quick, guys we want to roll we'll talk about? Or I just want to go quick some quick pro day stuff about like guys that I, at least I'm very excited about Ryan uh, Jared oh, yeah. Patterson. Yeah, I want to dive into this. Well, because Riser's a Buffalo lower. running back. Yes. The oh the buffs oh the buffs. Uh, one Colorado didn't do like so well in the tournament, but uh, let's just relate that back to. <laughs> Uh, Pac-12 schools, which beat Iowa, so that means that Buffalo somehow is better. Uh, <laughs> I like that logic. Six, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, so Jared Oregon Patterson, and Oregon State both in the Sweet 16. I, I didn't see that one coming. Anyway, go ahead. Or is it my uncle was professor of robotics at Oregon State? Keith Levine, shout out to you. Corvallis, great place. Uh, so Jarrett Patterson, you know, our one, Ryan, I think my boy more than your boy. Uh, he has yes. one, of the, one of the best two game uh, sample sizes in the history of college football. He measured in at five, six and a half. Uh, some, some places are saying like five, six, but his actual pro day says five, six and a half. I feel like a lot of people just use like five, six based on that. The half is in, in writing and not in numbers. Let's give him that uh, half inch. Let's say he's five, seven. Let's say he's the same height as Ryan. No, we're going five, six and a half, Ryan. This is important. <laughs> it's important. That it's five, important. Six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So and at, at a buck 95. So that gives him a BMI of 31, which puts him closer to the uh, 70th to 75th percentile of BMIs in the NFL, which is pretty good, right? Yeah, be, that's good. Okay 70, that. 70th like, percentile, yeah. Okay. We're, uh, we're basically looking like Maurice Jones Jr. 2.0. Uh, his adjusted 40 times. So again, I love that. I, I do really enjoy the logic that player profile uses. Is like just add 500 of a second to the pro day 40 time. Let's just I like it. At least used as the baseline. So he's at a four five nine. So he's just under four six. And at that size, and the little like little legs and a lot of weight to move, uh, that's actually pretty decent forty times. So his his speed score is going to be right about the like 55, 55th percentile uh, overall. It's fast enough for running back anyway. It's 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 okay. It's Not- it's, it's faster than Devin Singletary, which I think is like one of the better comps for this. Like yeah. he's slightly faster. Uh, he's shorter. He doesn't have the receipt. Like, I don't even know. I don't remember what Singletary's receiving production was in college, but Jared Patterson had basically no receptions this year, but had like 19 touchdowns in six games. So nobody cares. Uh, and I was going through, you know, pro football focus or PFF, looking at the comps and kind of where he goes to. And all this, all like, I just want to roll this all, in, all into here, Ryan, because I don't want to give up too much of like what PFF has because that's their, their own content and things like that. But I want to say that their comps and their their most similar prospects is you have Jaquiz Rogers, Jaquiz Rogers, Devin Singletary, uh, Andre Ellington, uh, Joseph Randall, who I don't really remember, but within like these, and Deion Lewis actually fits kind of in this mold. But almost like all these guys have had like very very boom production years, and have had opportunities in the NFL. Uh, Boston Scott is another guy who's super short for Philadelphia. I don't think Jarrett Patterson is going to come into the NFL as a starter. Is going to be this like bell call, bell cow stud and be this like pillar for your fantasy team. But I think 
depending on where he just needs to get drafted in the first five rounds. Give me five rounds that Jared Patterson goes and he's easy scoop and score in the late, like uh, let's go early third, super flex mid second one quarterback. What do you think? Um, early third super flex might be a little early. I, I think there's going to be some wide receivers still around like some Iowa wide receivers, which we'll maybe talk about later, but I, I don't mind getting him somewhere in those late rounds, uh, depending on landing spot and stuff. He, he, right, it, there's it, an pro- Iowa receiver on the board. My second round pick's gone. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, it's, it's, he's not, you know, uh, it's not like he has this exciting profile, but, uh, you know, look at his collegiate production and, he gets in the right landing spot. He could, yeah, he could, he could, you know, be startable if, if he gets the opportunity, which could happen for him. So uh, it's definitely a name I will, you know, be paying attention to. So and it's hard to get, it's hard to get excited about um, Jared Patterson. Let's be honest. It's not like there's, you know, well, those numbers aren't exciting. They're, they're like, okay, he might be, he might get drafted in the fifth round. So on, on, <laughs> on his top 10 comps on PFF, in their first three seasons, uh, you have seven top six fantasy weeks in PPR. And that's all you need to know. Isn't like, okay. He, he has a percent or percentage chance to, to hit really hard in a few weeks. That's the thing. Like I, I'm very excited about Jairus Patterson because I think he's just a really good running back. His BMI is higher than what we thought because he's, his listed height was taller than what he actually was. His weight was correct. He's an okay 40 time. And I just think that he, he is going to be an asset on an NFL team. And it's going to, he's like, he's one of those running backs you draft that is actually going to matter during your seasons. Like he's not a running back that you draft in his drop. He's not, he's not a, a was like Bruce Anderson, you know, from North Dakota state, like a few years ago. He's not, these like, like, like guys, or maybe like, uh, he's not, uh, Bryce love. He's not, uh, Oh, who is it from Arizona State that went to Arizona? Um, he's, he's not these kind of prospects. Like I think, I think Jared Paris is actually gonna he's gonna have a good, he's gonna have a stretch where he posts, you know, three to four running back two plus uh, weeks for your team, and that's the best, that's the hottest take I can give. No, I mean guys like him, I I that's love. That's fine, right? Like that's a good I, thing to have. Yeah, I love hoarding running backs like this. That like you know, because because to me he he kind of like has a Boston Scott vibe to him, right? Like like he said, and um, yeah, no, I like having guys like that because they they will like he probably will be good enough to get an opportunity. A couple guys will go down ahead of him, and he'll be starting running back, and he'll, he'll give you some production. No, I I don't hate it at all. I just I just it's hard to be excited about him. That's all. Oh, right. But Ryan, there's an interesting Ryan. name. If he Let's gets go- drafted by the Buffalo Bills, I won't be excited. If he gets drafted by, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, let's say he goes to the the Niners. I'm gonna be very excited. Well, let's go to the next. I think the next name is a little more exciting that you got on your list from Pro Day. Uh, can, we, can we go to the next name? Can't even read it. Kenneth Gainwell. Oh no, yeah, it's it's Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell. So one, he waited at two hundred one. So he's five eleven and waited at two hundred one at his Pro Day. Uh, so like his, his BMI is relatively low. I'm having a really hard time, Ryan, confirming all these numbers. Look, like I, the, the best source I found was on Dynasty Fantasy Football Reddit that then linked to a Twitter a Twitter page. You know, to actually find like Memphis's pro day official numbers. I've, it, I've been struggling. It is hard and they won't let a lot of reporters in because of COVID. So it's like the, the, even the, 
you know, a lot of reporters are getting the stuff secondhand from scouts that were there. They have contacts with, so it's, it is tough to even get reliable numbers from these pro days, which is frustrating. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fine that like all these NFL teams have their uh, people in there, but it sucks for the the actual like money makers that what that the fantasy community was for the NFL this year, like support us. Come on, let's go. But uh, according to the pro day, put up a four, four, two, a uh, 40 yard dash. So adjusted like to four, four, seven, like that's fine. That's still really fast at, you know, five eleven. It's especially if he's two Oh one, which is important. And then put up 21 bench press reps. I mean, that's double what Christian McCaffrey did. He's, he weighs a little bit less. It's I think a, like just a slight bit taller, but one of the, I think more fun stats, because again, Kenny Gimbal, right. I do not knock at all for taking this year off of college football. He had family members die from COVID. He was at Memphis. Uh, he is, he like was, uh, uh, basically, uh, pushing out Antonio Gibson for carries in that backfield. Like, I think this dude, it could be an absolute stud and I'm very, very excited about him. One of the, his funnest stats is in his two years that he played no fumbles, no fumbles in his college career. That's a good stat. That's important. We don't, we don't like guys that, that give up the ball. So He's strong, fast. He might not weigh enough, maybe weigh enough. Who really knows? Uh, a great receiver and just did like, I mean, he said he had, you know, he, he dealt with real life and, and, but then still came out and did well at the pro day. So like, let's go Kenny Gainwell. I think he's RB four in this class. I don't think it's close. Yeah. I, and Memphis has this recent track record of producing these NFL running backs for us. So well, Gibson Gibson. And then the, who was no, the guy? Daryl that... Henderson doesn't count. There you go. Girl hasn't done anything for you except for like make you sad that you didn't start him for a game that he did well. No, nope. he, he had some startable games this year. I think he had like no, like he had them, but you weren't starting him during that time. I, I was on the teams I had him. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. that was unfortunate. Maybe I had no choice on those teams that there were just crap rosters, <laughs> but I started him some at the, early in the year. Um, anyway, we'll we'll see. Confused we'll- you're starting Boston Scott. Let's go. I, I do. I do wish that he was uh, game was a little bit bigger, but um, but hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, I, I I mean, I wish Etienne was bigger. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wish Devonta Smith was bigger. I wish Jared, Jared Patterson was taller. I wish he was, you know. So let's talk about the baller. Let's talk about the Iowa wide receivers, well, and I can't believe that I'm the one that put this stuff on the show sheet because, um, our our I friend find this right. I don't like Smith Marset and so then many. Brandon Smith. Remember, wasn't Brandon was Brandon Smith was the guy that was at that like yeah he's gonna be explosive he, yeah he balled out and um so so basically long story short brandon smith had this you know a, a, an amazing day um you know he what did he do he posted vertical 39.5 inches broad jump 130 inches um both of those would have finished in the top seven uh, in the nfl combat i think last year um so, so anyway he looked great and then uh smith marset was uh was fast four four three um 40 yard dash time um uh, he, he had a, a good um 10 yard split his second 40 was 1.44 seconds which was faster than any player participated in the 2020 combine so so anyway long story short these iowa wide receivers are are inter- interesting and um you know are, are guys you should be pay attention to we'll, we'll see where they get drafted so I just thought that was some of the more notable pro day news that these Iowa wide receivers are, are, you know, their stock is rising. Well, 
Yeah, right. I am so pumped up about this too. Cause I was going off of like PFS, like pro day and what time they're listed and everything like that. And turns out like, what, what, what the heck? Like what this actually changed because I saw their pro days before uh, you posted this. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Cause I wanted to post about the Iowa pro days and it has changed between like uh, yesterday morning and today about what Marset's like 40 time was. I, I don't really like his like three cone uh well okay like, like time is fine but uh okay here's something important to point out this was only three months after suffering a high ankle sprain i think that has to affect his three cone doesn't it like yeah, in terms of, yeah. so so i mean think about it the fact that he put up a four four three three months from suffering a high ankle sprain i think it's pretty impressive honestly really impressive well and a good broad jump a little bit over 10 feet uh vert, vert was at 37 like I, I can almost swear ryan that I, I copied and pasted this into here that they were saying his vert was like 32 and a half. Um, and that's why I was, I was like, I'm kind of down about this Iowa pro day, but now I'm very frustrated because either I am, I'm losing it in my old age at 34 or that this had changed uh, over time. But I, Ryan, uh, Mir Smith Marset's about to go fourth round and good luck in your dynasty league that I'm in getting him. He may go higher than that, Will. I, I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, we'll see. Because wasn't he a top? Was he a, like a like number twelve to fifteen wide receiver in this class for Paul when he was on the show? No, he was. Uh, uh, I think eighteen ish. Anyway, I, I think you know, good pro day. I, yeah, I, you know, he's. I don't know. He, he's he's interesting to me. Um, Smith Marset in particular, and uh, you know, Brandon Smith. I'm not sure what to think because he just didn't have the the production, but I think a lot of that had to do with, Oh, the other thing about Smith Marset, um, kickoff return ability. We've seen 19th. this before. It's 19th yeah. with Paul. He okay. moved him up after our talk though. Smith Marset ranks second in big 10 history. Will with a 28.7 career kick return average. Oh, Just a shade was... under the record, 28.8 that. And, and guys that do that show off and kick returns at the collegiate level, there is a correlation between an NFL success. So I, he's really intriguing to me. Well, we might be fighting I, I, over him in our, in our rookie drafts. Well, I think he is. And, and it's, 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 it's so much of a leap, but he's kind of like that George Kittle prospect where the Iowa passing game is so bad, where you have a really good player who's going to do something in the NFL. And I'm willing to gamble on him all day. Uh, Ryan, if you take him, I'm going to take your boy from Illinois that jumped like 55 feet in his combine. Are you going to take and, him in the fifth round over me? Ah. Please. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, how, like, how are these metrics going to get drafted? I just, I'm, I'm curious because, again, like Smith Marset's a pretty small wide receiver, you know, coming in at 181 at six, you know, six, like he's he's slightly shorter, I guess, or like the same height is uh, Devonta Smith, but you seem to have no problems with 181 versus, uh, you know, what Devonta Smith is. But, uh, <laughs> I, listen, the, the, the difference is I'm not going to have to take, um, um, take him in the, in the, like the top, top five of my rookie rookie drafts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, here's where it ends for me of where I'm going to take Amir Smith Marset. And maybe this is giving up too much information to anybody who's listening to this, but uh, he's going to be wide receiver 11 for me in my rookie drafts. So I'll go Jamar chase. This isn't in any order, I guess. Jamar chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen model, Rondell. No, I, I might take my head around to vote. No, I can't. Uh, Ryan Moore, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall. I'd pro- I don't know about Diggum Abbey, Kadarius Tony. Maybe I got to move him down. Uh, 
if he so let's just say he gets third round draft capital. So now he's moved up to wide receiver nine because I'm I'm taking him ahead of Kadarius Tony and Elijah Moore. So yeah, I guess the word fits in. That's right. Maybe Tyler yep. Wallace. So like wide receiver ten, like that that'd be right around there. And I don't know if like, but I don't think I'm gonna have to move up there to get him. No, we'll see where he goes. I mean, let, let's say. You know, he goes late second to or the Niners to, to the Niners. <laughs> I mean, never, you never, and yeah, you know, there's a backup. Let's go. Yeah. You know, you never know. You got to become a Niners fan. So, um, uh, actually yeah. I'd like, I'd like him to sound like, I'd like the Vikings draft him. Is that Adam Thielen replaced? Let me get him cheaper. I don't need first year production from your <laughs> Smith Marset. Uh, it's fun. It's it'll be fun to see where he goes. So, can we mention one more pro day name, and then we'll get into the, the random things we have on the show sheet because we got a couple of random topics to discuss. Um, did you see this Maryland running back Jake Funk? First of all, what a great name, Jake Funk. He ran this um, a decent forty yard time, four point four nine seconds, but then his agility times um, six point seven one second three cone. Um, he he only weighs two hundred and four pounds, but I, I don't know. I like I never even heard of Jake Funk, and he he showed up pretty well in this pro day. So I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, I wrote about Jake Funk in one of our shows he's trying, and we never really got to him. Uh, and as as but as I went through like Jake Funk's uh, like, like prospect fo- profile, I just I don't know, man. I just can't I can't care, you know. Like I, I struggle. I want to be hyped about Jake Funk, but I, I've, I've, I've kind of died on the bridge of too many Maryland running backs. You know, I was there for Ty Johnson. I was there for his like backfield mate. Uh, I was there for uh, the, the who's ever in Pittsburgh now. Like, it's just been too many. I'm just kind of out. I'm kind of out on Maryland running backs. I just need to take a break. And if he's the one that like blows everything away, uh, like good, good for you, Jake Funk. But I, I had to pick a different school to like hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, this is a guy we're talking deep, deep in your rookie drafts if he even gets drafted. But I, this was Anthony a name McFarlane that was the only one I was thinking of. That's right, Anthony McFarlane. Yeah, who went probably higher than he should have the, the way that Pittsburgh used him this past year. Yeah, and he's done great things. Yeah. So. Like, All right. Well, let, let's well, get right. it. Well, one thing about Maryland recruiting, though, because they have two as younger brother. Uh, I think Maryland might get in trouble in the next like three years for recruiting violations. If you look like the ESPN top three hundred. Their recruiting class is getting it. They're they're like rising too fast to where they're going to get investigated. Uh, why worry about them? That's a random random thought from Will I, Greenwood. There, I know, but like like Tennessee <laughs> got in trouble because they were starting to rise too fast again with their recruits. I think Maryland's next. Anyway, so we'll see. There's a bold prediction. Hot, hot, bold, spicy take. I'll give that one a um, maybe a ghost pepper. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Who else are you calling out for, you know? You couldn't see it, but my face was disgusted. Because it was that's disgusted. Carolina. You're welcome for that. Analysis. All right. Sorry, go ahead. So so we let, let's jump in. We got a couple of random NFL topics to discuss. We got some free agent news. So let, shall we jump into that stuff? You want to go You want to go passionate or not passionate first? Oh, let's go passionate first. Let's hear it. Uh, are we, so I want to talk about the elephant in the room that is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's an elephant in the room. All right. And I'm glad because I want to talk about this too. 
Um, but you go first. You, you, you're, you're, you, you got, I, I can tell you got some things to say. I am one. I, I, I am hard pressed looking into everything about the lawyer that's representing these women and how many women are coming out. I get that this dude is potentially a huge scumbag, but I think that Deshaun Watson is at best uh, potentially a bad dude. Like, like overall, just kind of like, like a bad person. And I think at worst has leveraged his uh, status in the NFL and what he is. And now is like, like criminal cases may come from this, Ryan. I think I am comp- like I, I at first when this first all started coming out, I was like, "Yeah, let's go buy low Deshaun Watson moment." And at this point in time, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with him whatsoever. I am a hard out. I think like I want to uh, I want to take the side of that these all like this amount of women are not lying. And at worst is yeah, I get that they're looking for civil like these are civil suits and they're looking for money, but that he at least like touched all these women with his penis inappropriately. And that's not okay action from any male in like in the entire globe. And that really, really bothers me in that core to my core. So like, I I've really kind of gotten more and more passionate about this, that like, I just don't, I just don't like it. And I don't like these types of people. Yeah. And I hope I'm proven. I hope I'm absolutely proven wrong, but then we go to the flip side and the world's a horrible place because then all these women falsely accused them and all of them should go to prison. And I just don't think that that, yeah. That is the way more obscure side of this. I think that we're the right side of history is going to be that Deshaun Watson's a bad guy. And it's sad. I, I'm very, very sad about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's well said the the take and I, I don't disagree with you. And, and, it, and obviously, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty and, and all that kind of stuff. This is a civil case, not a criminal case, but you've, you've got to be concerned about it. And, you know, it, it's not just, you know, if it were like one or two women coming forward you could kind of kind of buy into that narrative. This is a money grab. They're just trying to take him down. But the fact that what are, what are we up to? Is it like a dozen women? That I think it's out? no, I think it's, I think it's 14 or 16. 14, yeah. And, and, and listen, the, the one thing that, that I think that if you're listening to the show, you don't understand the, the, these women have a lot to lose by coming out and making this claim. If it's not true. I mean, well, they've got much no more to lose. They've been given out yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and I, I hope this is, you know, a, a money grab and this attorney is just, you know, grabbing these women and, and, and you know, I, I don't know. But it's just a bad, bad situation. But we're escalating pretty high numbers. We're getting to the point where, like, I looked into Tony Busby and Tony Busby seems like, and and as nice as way possible, right? It seems like a complete douchebag. Like, he uses social media to, to leverage his cases he, you know, flies on a private jet out of Texas when, the, when that snowstorm happens. He tried to do this, like, sleeping on the streets ploy, you know, with a blanket, but then ended up walking back into his, like, four- or five-star hotel, like, whatever. He doesn't seem like a great guy at, at yeah. all. But at, at, we need to go back to this, like, uh, there at least has been some admitted case of, like, consensual things happening between Sean Watson and these women. So if we're going beyond that, and now that, now that he's, like, the, the thing is, like, if, if these women are coming out and, and stating cases, and eventually, if this is going to go to civil court, like we're going to figure out these names. They are putting a lot of line. I do agree with that, even though names aren't yet. We kind of see how this all plays out. But I think at the core of it, Ryan, is that it's not, it's just not a good person. And that I am so sad about. And, and it really, it really hurts my heart. And, but that's why I think like I'm not going to buy it to Sean Watson love. Like I'm just kind of out. So let's talk about it from, you know, put, put our feelings aside, you know, that, that obviously, if these things are true, he's a scumbag. There's no doubt about that. 
Um, but let's talk about it from like dynasty value perspective. Um, so let's say you have Deshaun Watson, a super flex league, tight end premium. I offer you Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. Do you think about that deal? Oh, I'd snap that up right away. You you would send Watson to me for Hurts and oh easily easily okay because I, I think Hurts is gone from there and I think Hurts has if I lose in this one year kind of window I'm willing to take that risk at this moment in time I think Ryan and maybe maybe I'm like the super locust because I don't have a lot of Deshaun Watson and I really Ryan I went through all my leagues and was like so close to putting together these offers like I I mean. You know, I have a lot of free time at the moment. So, like, I had a lot of offers <laughs> that I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, the – my tipping point would be, like, like, let's say, like, Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay for Deshaun wow. Watson. Interesting. Like, I, I actually don't even know if we would take Kenny – like, let, let's pivot from, like, a team. Like, like a Daniel Jones, Odell Beckham, you know, type of – like, yeah. I think if I had Deshaun Watson, I might take that – because I think Daniel Jones could be in for a massive season. Yeah, I love. I kind of love how the Giants are setting this up. I might be going out and buying Daniel Jones. Yeah, Yeah. so I got it. And the reason I I gave that offer, I actually got that offer in a league where I have Deshaun Watson, and I I rejected it immediately. Um, All right, you go back and offer that back. Scoop that up. No, I'd I'd rather I'd rather die. I'd rather him get out of the league and I lose all my value because that's one of the things I learned from the type. Well, because because listen, I I don't care. Like, here's the thing. This is just my philosophy, and I used to care more and more about this. And I and I do think, from just a purely value point of view, it, it's like it's not a good idea to have a lot of guys that have these, you know, for lack of a better term, character issues or you know, legal issues. Because I think that these things can crop up, and then all of a sudden they're suspended for a big chunk of the season, and it really hurts their value. So I think it's not a good idea to invest in these players. That being said, I remember when I had Tyreek Hill, I didn't sell. And I was I was glad it worked out because I think at the end of the day, even if Deshaun Watson is a scumbag, I think worst case scenario, I mean worst case scenario, I guess he could get kicked out of the league. But I think what's going to happen because this is the society we live in is that maybe he gets suspended like I don't know six games or something, and and, and he comes back. You know, he'll probably settle with the, the settle the stuff out of court, and there it's pro- it's probably going to go away. There are plenty of scumbags. Like look at Ben Big Ben Ben Roethlisberger. It's happened to him. Um, you know, I know yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, you were Big Ben for for Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts. Sean Watson is a top five NFL quarterback, like like fantasy quarterback for sure, top three maybe. Um, he, you know, he he's tremendously valuable, and yeah, maybe he has a really crappy you know twenty twenty one, and he gets suspended for some games. But odds are he's going to be in this league for a long time and bidding up huge numbers for your fantasy team, and that's we and that's a game we play because if um. You know, so, but I, I respect anyone that doesn't want to have them on their team or wants to get rid of them. But I, I don't think now is necessarily the time to get rid of them because uh, you're not going to get what you, I think you oh, can. I think Superflex tight and premium though, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard, it's a great grab. The, the the Eagles might end up drafting, you know, Trey Lance or Justin Fields and, and have a quarterback competition. There's no guarantee that Hurts is going to be their quarterback. And and Dallas Goddard, or they draft Kyle yeah, Pitts. There's no guarantee that, that Deshaun Watson plays again in the league. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think odds of him playing in the league are a lot higher than Hurts being the starting quarterback for the Eagles this year. So, but that's just my that's just my take. Um, and if I if I were going to trade Watson, I would maybe look for a different package than than that. Um, and I don't know what that package might be. You know, could I could I get uh, you know, Dak and All right, how about how about Andrew Luck? Super good guy. It's great good guy vibes. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I think worst case scenario, you could, you know, trade for like a Matt Stafford and, you know, a running back or a tight end or something to help your team. If you really, yeah, I was get, also going to measure this into a Daniel Jones talk, Ryan. I think I yeah. want Daniel Jones, no, that, but I also, I do separate a little bit, but I, I would love to look across my teams to see how hard I am in this stance. I do separate between redraft and dynasty. Typically dynasty. I stay away from those character issue guys, unless I'm like a complete win now mode. And I yeah. want, I want to take that. Like I'm trying to capitalize on this risk versus redraft. Uh, I'll probably draft, you know, like a, a tire kill, Deshaun Watson, like all these guys, like I like that risk because you get more upside from that. Um, yeah. And, but in dynasty, yeah, I guess I just don't like, like I don't have any tire kill in dynasty. It's, it's very odd, but I own them all over the place in redraft. You know, well, one thing I want to know um, about the, the one thing that, that I don't know if anyone else is thinking about this, but me as a Bears fan, you know, I've been thinking this week or the past couple of weeks about Deshaun Watson. I wonder if NFL teams knew that maybe there was something in Deshaun Watson's history. So the fact that, because, because Ryan Pace has taken a lot of heat and rightfully so that, that he didn't even meet with Deshaun Watson um, before they drafted Mitchell Trubisky, but did the bears know, or some other NFL teams know that Deshaun Watson, you know, had some of the stuff, you know, this baggage, like maybe there was this, um, um, you know, some of the sexual assault stuff that got hidden under the rug and maybe the bears knew and this, they took him off their draft board. I mean, it was all I mean, organized by Dan Schneider, that scumbag <laughs> of an owner. But I'm just, I'm just saying it makes, it does make you wonder a little bit. It looks, it makes me wonder. I just, know? I just wonder too, though, like how much do they care? Like the, the, the fact that I, I really hate Ryan, that it's Tony Busby is the lawyer for these guys. Like this, this guy is just, he, he's just, he like posts about all his cases on Instagram, which is just like not the core of a good lawyer. I mean, like, I mean, he, the, just the name, he, just, like, he just sounds like a scumbag. You know, if you just heard his name, never didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he just, Hey, he just is like this, this clown of, of a lawyer overall It's at least to like, when it comes to, like, he's not like pursuing criminal cases. It's all civil. You know, he's like the yeah. guy that has that billboard up that you're driving by and then you're saying like that on your local commercials that like, Oh, hey, you're getting, a, you're getting a little fender bender? Yeah, you probably need a neck brace. You need to sue the, sue the heck out of that person that hit you. Call me. It's T-O-N-Y-B-U-Z-Z. That's T-O-N-Y-B-U-Z-Z. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I hate that aspect of it. But at, at the core of it, at the end of the day, right, I just uh, – maybe NFL teams knew, but I just don't think that NFL teams care that much if, it was just, if they knew it was just going to be civil. If they knew stuff was going to come out like this. They knew it was just going to be civil. They wouldn't care. Like again, like Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, uh, you know Schneider, like yeah, now I, taking full ownership. Like they don't care about morals. They care about criminal actions. No, you're right. And, and at the end of the day, as long as these guys produce on the field, they show up for practice in the games. They they probably don't they 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 don't care what these guys do out the field, right? At the end of the day. And, and so what's, what you're saying is the Bears are happy that they took Mitch Trubisky over <laughs> Sean Watson at this point. No, and I don't I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, they probably had no idea, honestly, they about anything about Sean Watson. But um yeah, I I, I just uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good I'm you know, I'm I'm glad we talked about it. And it, it is interesting to see what you do, but I think you know, in, in terms of takeaways for this, you know, my my advice would be I'd, I'd rather hold Deshaun Watson and him like, get booted from the league and completely lose value. I think the odds of that happening are very, very low at this point. I mean, this isn't this is a civil case. It's probably going to get swept under the rug. He's probably going to pay these women off, and it's going to go away. Maybe he gets suspended, but I, I just, I think now is the worst time you could sell, sell Deshaun Watson. Just, yeah, I'm just not into buying him. 
I guess yeah. I could get I like, not selling him, but I'm not buying it. I right initially when this stuff was coming out, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy Deshaun Watson, and now right. I'm kind of hard out on buying. I'd rather just like stand. I'm not taking this risk, right? But and I, I missed out on like the Tyreek Hill risk too, from when his like next thing came out, and I saw him go for very cheap in different leagues. But my advice to other people, I guess at that point in time, would be like, just make sure you get fair value. Like I saw Tyreek Hill went for Jameson Crowder in a third round pick in a league when he was having his problems, get more than that back, get somebody that and make sure it's super flex. Make sure you get something that is actually going to be a value to your team. So like tight end premium, maybe not even tight end premium, but like a two tight end around Dallas Goddard and Jalen hurts. I like that. Like get, get something that's, that's going to be good anyway. Like get, get 66 cents on the dollar, 66.6 cents on the dollar. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd rather if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to buy Deshaun Watson in this this case. I mean, not that I'm going to be aggressive about it, but if I've got guys I just don't believe in long term that I could flip, like because because I don't necessarily believe in Jalen Hurts long term. And Dallas Goddard, I'm a little it, bit if worried. It was about. like a Tua Goddard. Um. Oh, if that was being proposed to in Goddard, I I guess I think a little bit harder about it. But like, I just set your, I, line. I think set, set, set your line here. Uh, Let's use uh like like two as the baseline. So, Tua and oh I don't know, uh, Irv Smith. <laughs> nice. I I still want Watson. I, I mean, if if I can if I could trade Tua and Irv Smith for Deshaun Watson, I do that deal. Yes, that's what you're asking me. What about Deshaun Watson in a second for Kyler Murray? Oh yeah, I'd do that. I mean, I would get rid of Watson for Kyler Murray. I don't, no one's going to make that deal though. But you're giving up a second too. That's fine. All right, late first. Sean Watson, late first. Super flex. Yeah, super flex league. league. I might do it. One ten to one twelve. So those those last. I three think picks. I do it. Yeah, I think I yeah. do. Yeah, that's a big value jump, though, right? Like you're basically yeah. taking equal players and giving up a first round pick now to get rid of Sean Watson. Yeah, I, I, I but I don't, I don't think the Kyler Murray owners, too many Kyler Murray owners are going to do that. But, but yeah, you're taking a little bit of a. I mean, theoretically a value hit, but I also, I love Kyler Murray though. So I, I'm very bullish on him. So that's maybe that skews my, my I just, just Justin Herbert for Deshaun Watson in a late first. Wait, I get, no, I'm just trying to find that. I'm just like, wait, like, so I, so you're so getting, I, you're getting, uh, I give Justin up Herbert. Herbert. I get Watson in a late first. No, you're giving up Watson in a late first and you're getting Herbert. No, I wouldn't do that. How about mid second? Nah, I'm just I'm gonna hang on to Watson. Oh, oh yeah, I would do that in a second. All right. Well, anyway, it, we're we're Herbie, Herbie. So I think I think the the thing is, you know, you you've heard my take, your Will's take. Either way, there's an opportunity here, one way or the other, to to get some kind of deal with them. Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't I don't look down or up on anybody who's like moving oh, or buying Deshaun Watson. Like this is yeah. fantasy. We're we're playing. Uh, one of the most ridiculous games, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's fun, right? And I we really don't, no I, do, I, Ryan, I really don't like this risk, but uh, yeah, okay, next, and, wow. it, and it is a risk, yeah. yeah. Let's move on real quick. Corey okay. Davis says Sam Darnold is the starter in, in, in at the Jets. He was told that when he signed on with them. Do you believe it? 
Okay, since I have to put an E on this episode already because you said penis, and I feel like I got to put an E because if someone's listening, wait, when did I say this, penis? When did Sean when Watson flop his penis around on all his mis- mis- Yes, mis- because here's the thing: if you if it's, someone's wait, listening, it's not and their fault that he threw his penis on top of them. He okay, I know penis is a word that kids use, but still, I'm going to put an E on the episode just to cover cover our ass. So since you said it, I can swear. <laughs> so it's bullshit. There's there. Corey Davis can say whatever the hell he wants. It's bullshit. There, the the Jets, if they don't take, um. Um, why, why can't I think of his name? Zach Wilson. Th- they're they're going to take a different quarterback. You know, they're it's it's no, it's um the, the Jets are drafting QB with a second overall pick. I feel really strongly about that. And and Sam Darnold is going to be playing for another team. I think to the Niners. To the Niners. <laughs> the Niners hope. Uh, I don't know if we can have penis conversations when we talk about Sam Darnold and the Niners, but uh. <laughs> I don't. I, oh God! <laughs> I don't even know. What, I have a lot I don't of. I know where he's going with that. But yeah, yeah. do you think do you think when Corey Davis was drafted by the Titans that he was like, yeah, I told Marcus Mariota could be my quarterback. Like, just nobody cares. Sam Darnold's not going to be the starter. He is done. It's a new coaching regime. They're drafting their quarterback of the future. They're not dying on the Sam Darnold hill. They do not want the Adam Gase and Dowell effing Loggett. Ryan, <laughs> That's he right. is the worst. I haven't looked up where he's working because I assume he's not working. He is the most, he like him and Adam Gase since like Adam Gase had that Peyton Manning year, but since then they were like 28th or worst in total offense in the NFL every year that they coached together. And I can't believe they lasted four years and it makes me want to vomit because they clearly have some sort of either uh, nepotism or they have something against some, like somebody else or like are some sort of weird, great interview, but they're just bad at their jobs. It just kills yeah. me. Yeah, they they're are, classic they are like Denny Kruger syndrome. Like, yeah, like I can convince anybody I'm really good, but then when it actually comes to like <laughs> doing stuff, they're terrible at it. <laughs> Execution off. Uh, anyway, yeah. so I hope that I hope that Corey Davis goes. I actually kind of hope the Jets are awesome and really kind of flip it around. But again, they they have a weird owner and the way that, that franchise is run. Like I just don't. I, it's a hard. It's a hard trust. They've got potential. They got potential to to be a good team. Losing with upside. Yeah, the AFC East is going to be interesting. Because I, I think like I would like I I Ryan I think I'm into Jan, Dana Jones this year. I'm going to see how I can get him in in superflex leagues. Oh man, really? Yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, let, I, I, love, I think one. I think Danny Jones. Danny Jones can throw up Yolo balls to Kenny Galladay. He's going to catch that better than any other wide receiver he's ever had. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I will say the Kenny Dolly signing that that's huge for the for the Giants. That. And Bark is going to come back. back. No, I yeah. I am I'm feeling a lot better about Daniel Jones than I was before. Where I, where I have him, the few spots I have. Him. And Jason Garrett, at least he's not down. Down Loggins, like yeah, oh yeah. No, it's going to be Honestly, fun. Kenny Loggins is probably a better offensive corner than Dow Loggins, and all Kenny Loggins did was write Danger Zone. So I have a question for you. Um, that this is kind of going off topic a little bit. I know we got a couple things to hit before we end the show, but we uh, AFC East, I, I think is so much fun. Cause I think all those teams can compete now. New England is reloading. Miami's going to get better. The jets are going to get better. The bills are probably still the class of, of the AFC East. And then the NFC East, other than the Eagles, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the giants can be competitive now. I think Washington will be interesting again. With, I with think Washington magic. takes that. Yeah. And, and then the, the, Cowboys, the, will be good. Right? the Cowboys will be good too. What's that? The, like Washington has to be the front runner, right? I don't know. I think I'd probably still go with Dallas with Dak coming back. I think they'll they'll be. No, their defense be... got worse. Yeah, and it's not over yet. Line issues. I, I think Dallas is in trouble. 
Yeah, like, I mean, is, I would, if right, I put money right, on, Dallas I'd wasn't up. winning with Dak. Like that's what we're forgetting is they they had won one game by a fluky on uh, like onside kick. One of the worst, special. It got some guy fired, like rightfully so, uh, on the special teams for the Falcons. Like Dallas was bad with Dak, but Dallas was a great fantasy team. They are still not good. That that sorry, that's like a Stephen A. Smith sitting here. You're telling me <laughs> that Dallas is going to compete? <laughs> for the NFC, <laughs> I anyway. think they can. I well, well, I mean, come on, we'll we'll see. I, I mean, Washington is not a perfect Washington. Game, no, Washington, with with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's going to throw sixty five touchdown passes all to Terry McLaurin. Well, you know, I, I do love Ryan Fitzpatrick this upcoming season for fantasy. Who but... hates Ryan Fitzpatrick though? Honestly, Nobody have, does. You, have Nobody you heard does. anybody been like, oh yeah, that Ryan Fitzpatrick guy? Like, like he's the worst. That dude, that dude's piece of shit. Like. No, nobody says that. Everybody's right, like, oh yeah, he's fun. Let's, all right, let's go. We got a couple more, couple more quick hitters before we get out of here. All right, quick one. Love Mike Davis to the Falcons. I do too. I mean, he's the, he's the number one on their depth chart right now. I'm no, I know they're going to add to that. That I do over. think, yeah, I do think it signifies that they're going to draft somebody. Like they get yeah. this like veteran backup. Like, uh, what's the Panthers running back that signed with the Giants right before they drafted Saquon? Uh, I, can't, I used to love him. Uh, he's a Chris Harris favorite anyway, but I think this kind of like veteran signing on like a big contract shows that they're going to, I bet they go day two, day two, oh, they're yeah. going to take a running back. Like, I, and I think that's fair for them, but I think yeah. I, I re- actually think Mike Davis, to the Falcons is the best situation. Cause you can't hope for a second Christian McCaffrey injury. And I think the Falcons <laughs> offense is going to be pretty good. Right. It, uh, it, it could be, it could be okay. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it, worst case scenario. I mean, I think he's at least gonna be the number two in the depth chart. Uh, you know, even, even if they draft somebody high and, and, you know, all you need is an injury and all of a sudden he's the guy. No, I mean, seriously, it could happen again for him. No, so. right. I'm laughing because I loved, I love Brian Hill coming out. I was a big Brian Hill fan. I, I did too. Big, big Quadriel Olsen fan. Oh, that's right. And both those guys. Saw some uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Quadriel. Get yourself some Quadriels. And yeah. honestly, he was a great college running back. So I, th- I think he just missed uh, under contract with them too. No, Maybe. he can't be right. It's, it's been four years. He he's actually probably years? the most disappointing because he had the highest draft capital out of those guys. I think he's a fourth rounder. Those other guys were fifth rounders. Uh, <laughs> All right. Jared, so Jared Cook to the Chargers. I love it. I get that he's aging out, but what, what more do you want if you're a Jared Cook owner in Dynasty? Like he signs with the Chargers. Like that's a best case scenario. I love it. Uh, so I, I, th- I think it is a great spot. I mean, we'll see what he's got left in the tank. But yeah, at least you had at least as a Jerry Cook owner, you have something to cling on to. It could be bad. That's fine. It could be bad. But I, I just love that's a I, I don't know. It's just the best best case scenario. You know what's weird about this? Like going into the year uh, in 2021. I think there are going to be a lot of weeks you're better off starting Jared Cook than you are Hunter Henry or Johnny <laughs> yeah. Smith. I mean, that's sad. That's the that's the yeah pathetic that's that's the world we live in now so mm. i just hope he has a little bit of resurgence there uh i w- i just think yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and the like i still you can still grab darnold parham parham he still has like all that sleeper hype right we'll see if his xfl skills still transfer over <laughs> uh but like again like jared cook signing doesn't make him in- invaluable but you need you can't just go into the year with with parham as your starter like that's just no. not what an NFL team would do. Like any GM or coach would be like, yeah, I just, I can't, I, I'm going to like, I'm going to have an ulcer if he's our only starting tight end. Like that's it. Like I can't do this. So uh, they, they signed the the milk that is Jared Cook to coat the stomach uh, for their ulcer. 
Too I far? Like okay. Uh, Ryan, Damian <laughs> Put an e Williams, on the show already. It's fine. You can say whatever you want. Damian Williams signs with the Bears. I think it's a good sign. I don't like it. I don't like it for David Montgomery. I don't like it at all. I hate it. In fact, I absolutely hate it. I don't like it for David Montgomery. Come on. You think that hurts David Montgomery's fantasy value? You think anyone cares in your fantasy league? It's like, well... I would have given you this for him, but now with with, with Damian Williams being there, no, I think I it's just, the smart. I, I mean, I think it's go ahead. Well, mm-hmm. sorry. I just want David Montgomery to have a hundred percent of the, the backfield touches. Yeah. All no, I think it's I think it's I, and I didn't realize that until I saw the show sheet that, and I thought like that's a nice little signing for the the Bears because that adds to, they needed some depth behind because they got obviously Tariq Cohen coming back off of injury, mm-hmm. but they needed Care- a good like reliable. Wait, what do you mean careful? Ryan, no. I don't know that Ryan all is going to make the team now that they signed Damian Williams. <laughs> Sorry. But there, there also is that Jamar Jefferson. So the running backs coach from Oregon state just got hired on as a running back coach for the bears. He was not the running back coach for Ryan. Null, or maybe he was for a second, but he was during Jamar Jefferson's like breakout uh, freshman campaign at Oregon state. So a guarantee. So what I'm saying is Ryan, uh, Damian Williams, and Dave Montgomery and Tree Corner getting traded, and we're gonna have a Ryan Dahl, Jamar Jefferson backfield. <laughs> They're bringing back Jaquiz Rogers. I think he's retired. I don't know what shape he's in, but we're going full Oregon State. Oh, he's, Brandon he's Cooks team. is coming back from somewhere. You know, he's he's always up for a new NFL team, even though he said he wasn't. But <laughs> oh god, all I right. think that's all the Oregon State players. No, uh, Jake Luton, right? Jake Luton was Oregon State. Oh, is Jake that right? Luton. Yeah. I think you're probably more than we realize. Probably some alignment or something. I can't believe I can name that many Oregon State players. Uh, well done. Well done. Big win. <laughs> all right. Let's get out. Of, let's get out of here with. Uh, well, okay. Well, first of all, any two minute warning? Anything else you want to mention? Well, uh, I think I, the the biggest my yeah my biggest fault, Ryan, is I'm not going to trade up and pay absolute draft or like like equity to get into the running backs for this season's draft class. I'm not that excited about Javante Williams, even though he's the youngest. Damian Harris and uh, Travis Etienne coming out. I, or sorry, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne coming out. I'm I'm out on trying to overpay for them. I did for a little bit. I'm glad that no offers were accepted. Okay, fair enough. Um, By Josh Jacobs low. That's the other one. I think with the signing of Kenny and Drake there, I think Josh Jacobs, he's being pushed down a lot. And this is the cheapest you'll get him and either he'll fall out or go back up. Yeah. I like that. I like that I don't, risk. I, honestly, I don't really get the, I mean, I think you're right. I think that's a great opportunity. And I, I don't really get how Drake signing there dramatically, like, like what I don't, I don't see. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see this huge drop in value that apparently he's experiencing. So I need to, I need to get on top of that. Yeah. It's just a bad signing in my opinion by the Raiders. But I think this is again, like let's, Let's move the opposite way of the way the dynasty community is leaning. Like he's being pushed down to uh, RB15 and lower or higher, like worse, RB15 or worse, and a lot of dynasty rankings. And I think I'm willing to go and try to acquire that. Yeah, me too. I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, my final thought is that there's, you know, always opportunities with news. So yeah, the, the, be active, make some, make some offers. Cause you just never know. Maybe you can get David Montgomery cheap. Now that Damian Williams signed with the bears. Cause people will, will, will be like, Oh, he's worthless. Now I got to get rid of him. So there you go. Yeah. Get, get Ryan. No, I'm the cheap. 
No, but I wanted to get that Josh Jacobs piece in. I had almost forgotten about it, but I'm glad glad you mentioned it. And for everybody who listened to this part of the episode, it's honestly like, I think that's going to be a killer move. Out of everything we've talked about, that's the most savvy move I think you make. Yeah, I I like it. I like it. All right, well, we, we should go. It's been a great show. Thanks for listening. We are the Fancy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. Will is on Twitter at FantasyJoe underscore Will. I am at Roto Librarian. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Get rid of your shares of Quadrioles. <laughs> <laughs>